Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know, one question that I don't remember being asked of Myers today is how hamstring, how hamstrung the Warriors were waiting till deadline day. If they liked Peyton, was there an indication before that that they could have made that deal on Monday and then had two days to sort out whatever, you know, whatever hiccups might might arise? Because part of the problem here was they did it as close to the deadline as they did. So they couldn't repair what went south. I mean, they'll know they'll know dealing with the Blazers from now on that you always have to factor in that kind of thing. But, but buy yourself some wiggle room. You might need it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, that's why the day of the trade deadline, I've always thought is an illusory term because it's really about the week. And it actually, I think the trade deadline started when the Lakers went out and got Rui Hachimura. And that was on the 23rd of January. By the way, he is so much bigger than you think he would be. Oh, he's massive. He's gargantuan. I, 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 the Hachimura in-person experience had never quite washed over me as it did on on Saturday night when I went to the Warriors and Lakers game. He's freaking huge. He is a monster of a human being. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. I think the trade deadline, all that is tells you it's it's the last day you can do something. But it doesn't mean it's the only day you can do something. And in this case, if the Warriors liked Peyton that much and they couldn't do the straight-up deal with Portland for Weissman because they clearly couldn't because Portland wasn't interested, then you start maybe engaging the process earlier. Was the fir- I mean, here's the thing. The only grace I will give them on a very salient point that you're making is that there were two other teams involved. Sure, And the business has to slow down when you have that many phone calls to make. And, you know, where was Detroit's uh, willingness to aggressively hear offers for Sadiq Bey? Did they value him the kind of guy that they didn't want to take an early offer on, even if the Warriors had made an early offer because they were looking for other offers? So I, no, well, your, your point is well taken. Well, uh, no, all I'm, the only thing I'm trying to say is when did these conversations start because usually if all of a sudden you have to involve other teams you're pretty much pushing a deadline because now you're making a trade infinitely more complicated i'm not blaming the warriors for what they did i'm simply asking the question when did they first seize on the idea of figuring out a way to get gary payton back because it sounds like that was the only thing that made sense to them well, again, when the thing that you ran out of was time, the timeline gets scrutinized. That's what happens. It's natural. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I just I don't know if anybody asked Bob Myers that, but I think it'd be interesting to know. It would be interesting to know. Maybe you need to start going to more press conferences. With I'd rather eat my own eyes. Great line of questioning that you had up your sleeve. By the way, if you enjoyed the Rihanna halftime montage, you were among many. Everyone loves a good montage. Final call of the Super Bowl. An Inglés, por favor. Here we go. Hurts. 
has all day. Now some rushers come. Going to throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. Kevin Burkhart on Fox in Eagleese. Poor favor. Hurts goes back. He's stepping up. He's lucky. Still lucky. He is launching it deep downfield, and it bounces. And the seconds are gone. This is the end of the game. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won another Super Bowl. Yes, they have. That's how it sounded on the Eagles radio network. How about in Kansas City Chiefs? Ease. Poor for four. Hurts takes the snap. The Chiefs only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. Terrible call. Too wordy. Terrible call. Way too, way too much going on. Sorry, Mitch Holstis. Just, you know, say it. Get out of the way. Sorry, Mitch Holstis. Hold this. Less is more. Figure it out. Whenever you're getting ready for the evening and you put all your paraphernalia on, walk up to the mirror, and then turn around real quick. The very first thing you notice, you take that off. Otherwise, you're over-accessorized. He tried the top hat, the cane, and the spats, and the cufflinks, and the tie clip. All at once. Too much. Keep it simple. Give it to me in Spanish, por favor. Jalen Hurts retrocede. Última jugada del Super Bowl 57. Ave Marín. Nada. Se acabó. Ganan los Kansas City Chiefs. Pensaban que iba a ser un milagro. Ganar esto cuando cayó Patrick Mahomes con lesión en el primer tiempo. I'm not going to lie. I love the busting out of the Ave Maria there for the Hail Mary for just a second. Very, very nice call. Who is that? That is, uh, uh, my God, my eyes are just terrible. That is Adrian Garcia Marquez on Fox Deportes. Here's Eduardo Varalea. On ESPN Latin America. Los, de, los, los Kansas City Chiefs, ¿no? Que buscarán probablemente qué. Bueno, ya van por ello. Jalen, el reloj está en cero. Uy, no. Se quedó todo. Y Kansas City es campeón del Super Bowl. See, nice and simple. He's not talking about reflections. A rojo reflection in the trophy. Yeah. Nothing ridiculous like that. Good job. Get in, get out. And Francais. Por favor. Por favor. Jalen Hurts. Okay, first of all, first of all, just let's just start with how sexy Jalen Hurts just became. Just listen to this in French. Just listen to a Frenchman say Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Évidemment, on va avoir du temps pour lancer cette balle. Ce sera la dernière action du match. Et il y a déjà eu des Hail Mary dans ce stade. Mais pas aujourd'hui. La victoire finale pour les Chiefs de Kansas City avec un match de héros de Patrick Mahomes avec des actions d'éclat. Nick Bolton, Kadarius Tony. Et finalement, on aura peut-être une réponse à cette question sur la dynastie des Chiefs. The French are good. They have something to work with. It's great stuff. Good stuff. Who is that? Do we have the do we have the announcer to no, that's just via BN Sports in France. En Francais, pour favor. Somebody on the text line's like, Pour favor isn't French. Yeah, merci beaucoup. Thank you very, very much. We got a theme going here. Every single soundbite has been preceded with a pour favor. Get it? Ray, you've caught you. You've kept up with the segment, have you not? I've tried not to, but yes, I have. In Portuguese, 
por favor. Chiefs estão a defender isso mesmo. Os Chiefs não vão uh, lançar muita pressão. É El Mary. Olha, Jalen Hurts lança a bola. Muito curto, muito curto. Mas muito curto. Muito curto. Muito curto e os Kansas City Chiefs são os vencedores do Super Bowl 57. Patrick Mahomes supera tudo e mais alguma coisa. Oi, tudo bem? Those guys sound like they were both doing nitrous balloon. It sounded like the, the guy was doing a nitrous balloon. Like in the middle of it, he was all like, if you've ever done nitrous, you know exactly what I'm talking about, Ray. Oh, no, Portuguese will make you slow down. Wah, 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 wah. Dude, come on. I've sat out enough fish shows making bad choices to know what somebody may be doing to hit a <laughs> nitrous balloon. Sounds like one more time in Portuguese. Chiefs do it Chiefs don't Jalen Hurts lança a bola. Muito curto, muito curto. Mas muito curto. Muito curto e os Kansas City Chiefs são os vencedores do Super Bowl 57. Patrick Mahomes supera tudo e mais alguma coisa. He sounded like he had money on the Eagles. He, he did sound a little upset about the whole thing. All right. Um, one last one. Okay. In Australian. Por favor. Austrian, excuse me. I told you my eyes are bad. This is Austrian, not Australian. So are these the Von Trapp family singers? Let's find out together, shall we? How's it sound in Austrian? <laughs> Sorry. That was not good. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I like them all in another language more than I almost like them in English. Oh, yeah. You should have should have tried to get one from the Brits. Fade the Chiefs Brits. call. Fade that Chiefs call. That hometown Chiefs call stunk. Yeah, that, that it was just too wordy. By the way, nobody has mentioned, and I wonder if there's something significant about the fact that that throw at the end of the game was a duck. It just, it just, he needed to throw the ball like 50 yards and he's got the arm for it and he threw it like 25. Yeah. I'm wondering if he was hurt. It, it, well. Because I can't imagine that all of a sudden he decided to short arm the biggest throw of the game or the last throw of the game. Look at it this way. If he was hurt, there wasn't a scintilla of evidence that he might have been hurt until that final throw, which I even thought, man, that didn't even come close to the red zone, much less the end zone. I think his footing gave out a little bit. I think he slipped along with everyone else that played in that game last well, night. Well, I was about to say, join the freaking crowd, because the one element of the game that we haven't discussed at all, and we have literally deconstructed this game probably better than any other show in America. You're welcome, America. Thank you for choosing us. What the hell is that field about? Do you realize that that is a special grass? It's a uh, it's a uh, it's a combination of Kentucky bluegrass and uh, Sensimia. I mean, it's just straight out of uh, Carl Spackler, uh, George uh, Toma. It, like uh, that is a Toma hybrid grass that was it needed to be zambonied. It was the slickest field. I've ever remember there were guys slipping on every single play of the Super Bowl, all of them. Not some of them, but all of them. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous that that is your playing surface for the game of the year. See, that to me was the that was way worse than the officiating because I think that affected the game more than the officiating did. Sure did. One, when you paint the logos and they are enormous in a Super Bowl, that makes that's going to make the ground slick anyway. But the other thing is, everybody was praising what a what a tremendous scientific achievement this was. Even though the stadium has had field field on a tray since it first was built, so they should have had it better better done than that. I mean, they were they were wheeling those that big tray out into the sun every day, so it was getting all the planets and nutrients that it could. 
and it still end up being a bad hockey rink. Uh, I don't know when the league is going to stop screwing around and figure out that you can't you can't half-ass this. They were talking about how it cost seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to do that. Well, if money solves it, then you didn't spend enough because that was bad. How about this? Why don't you leave the grass field that the Cardinals played on and was the literally the only aspect of the franchise that drew zero complaints all year long? Not what we found out everything that was wrong with the Arizona Cardinals this year. The field was not one of them. At any point in time, why do you bring in something you've never played on before? Why would you experiment in well, the Super Bowl? Well, more to the point. Another point. Sorry. No, it's no. An, I mean, another point. No, this is actually more to the point. I'll fluff the my tip. The field for the Fiesta Bowl, which was played there, had a ton of complaints. And that was essentially a month ago. So they knew this was a problem going in. Did they put this in for the Fiesta Bowl? Was it the same? Well, no. It's it, it's always there for that. They all this this field operates on a tray, so they can wheel it out into the parking lot. No, but I lot. think they, they they took whatever the playing surface was like three weeks ago, scratched it off, and put this whole new. I don't think a single game had ever you're been right, played right, on right. this turf. Yeah, but clearly they didn't do nearly enough research on why the why the Fiesta Bowl had a bad surface. And maybe the fact is when you paint as much of the surface as they did, and they probably painted some of the grass, the green. grass parts green. Yeah. You know, maybe it doesn't matter what it looks like. Maybe do the best you can and then have good footing. That's it. And this, and this also didn't cost anybody the game either. I've never heard a single football fan complain about the hue of the grass. Could be a little greener. This isn't keeping up with the Joneses in the lawn next door. Just make it the right playing surface. That's it. That's all that matters. You got guys who running down there with quarter inch, three inch quarter cleats. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. If you have to change your cleats three or four times in a game that is literally being played without elements being involved, you did something wrong. Someone suggested that they, you know, when they rehearsed the Super Bowl halftime show, you know, they did it inside and then they, they left the stage out there for a while. Well, can you rehearse it outside? What do you need to do that can only be done on that surface? I heard that they did most of that halftime rehearsal back in Los Angeles at Staples Center. I don't think they had more than one day at the actual stadium to actually rehearse any of that. Okay, then then I then I cheerfully stand correct. Yeah, and maybe I mean, it's and unavoidable. And maybe maybe the, the problem is just they painted the ground and you can't paint grass. The statement, or or look, maybe that's just a slicker grass. I mean, who who the hell knows? But, but they, the slicker grass, they could you know they got it wrong. Do more research. Let me quickly say this about Rihanna and her halftime show. And, Ray, I know you don't have a lot to contribute to this halftime show. First of all, that was the baby's Super Bowl. Rihanna's special guest was her baby that she was pregnant with. Chiefs guard Nick Allegretti, his wife Christina, gave birth on Sunday morning to two twin girls, both healthy, back in Chicago. Unfortunately, he could not attend. He was at the Super Bowl. But he gets to go home and celebrate. And, you know, he did a nice job fluffing up the family nest egg by winning that Super Bowl. Uh, McCole Hardman's girlfriend, Ray, went into labor the morning of the Super Bowl. And because he had a broken pelvis, he wasn't at the Super Bowl. He was at the birth of his son. Correct call there. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, he broke his pelvis playing football, not impregnating his girlfriend, by the way. Just feel like we need to get that detail out there. That was you. You felt people wouldn't have deduced that. Well, you know, he goes McCall hard, man. You walked right into that. Thank you very much. Uh, so, look. if I weren't so ashamed of you, I'd be ashamed of myself. <laughs> um, it was the baby Super Bowl. When it came to Rihanna, look. It here's what I can say: the fact that she did that on her own is straight-up baller. She didn't bring out Jay-Z. She didn't bring out Drake. 
the star of the Super Bowl was her very popular set list and one of the cooler Super Bowl stages I've ever seen like wheeled out there to perform a halftime show on. It was very narrow, went down the middle of the field because she isn't much of a dancer. And here's the thing. Rihanna's never been much of a dancer, but she's always had the ability to sort of like move sexy. She's got like stripper moves. She's not a great dancer, but she's at least moving. Another giveaway that she was pregnant was she was hardly moving out there. She was, just, you know, like she leaned. She gyrated a little bit. She wasn't quite like stiff as a board Whitney Houston. because I mean, Whitney couldn't dance at all. Not at all. Not at all, Ray. Not a lick. Whitney Houston, one of the great songbirds of her generation, she couldn't line dance to a country western song if they had given her the instructions in a week to practice. Like, she just could not move. Rihanna can a little bit, but she didn't move, and that was another, you know, sort of a, do you think she's pregnant? Yeah, I do, because she's out there not moving, which is an odd thing to do in your own Super Bowl halftime. But she was good. For those who are trying to say it was the single greatest halftime of all time, like, calm down. Don't Feel free to not just live in the moment is the only moment that's ever happened. She was good. She was really good, and she did it on her own, assisted by 300 backup dancers. But that's what you got to do. When you're not much of a dancer, you surround yourself with a bunch of dancers. That's what Ray does when he goes out on, on tour. Like, he'll walk in formation as the tip of the triangle, but really all that dancing is happening behind him. Dancing sucks, too. I'm not much of a dancer. I didn't peg you for much of a dancer, either. Like, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd love to see you cut up a dance floor. Not since my wedding day. And even at that, very little. Thank God for everyone at your wedding. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't subject anybody to that. It was a good halftime. When it came to commercials, look. Here, I'm going to rank your... I wrote down six things about the commercials. This won't take long at all because Ray can't even participate in this. Ray, did you did a single commercial wash over you? Did one moment that wasn't the game stay with you that you're prepared to talk about right now in any way, shape, or form? Absolutely not. Okay. Stay on point. Uh, there was a Puff Daddy commercial that was funny because of the way that he was cast in the commercial and the songs that were used but I can't even remember the product or what they were hawking so it obviously wasn't a very effective commercial but it was kind of funny I thought the single most effective commercial during the Super Bowl was the Ben Affleck Jennifer Lopez Dunkin Donuts commercial it was good because it was funny and I remembered the product there was a Breaking Bad commercial that I thought was good. It was great to see the Tuco cameo. That was the cherry on top of that commercial. But I can't remember the name of the chip that they were selling. And again, if I can't remember the product, how good of a commercial was it really? It was a blue bag with, a ch- with chips, but it wasn't Cool Ranch Doritos. The Bradley Cooper with his mom T-Mobile ad was so bad that I'm glad the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. No beer commercial went for a big laugh. Someone tried like a Caddyshack thing, but that didn't work great either. Can't even remember which beer it was. So that didn't really land. One thing that I do know we need are some of these damn dog commercials need to come with a warning. Like seriously, Jillian was left in tears twice. Twice. I had to console my sobbing, crestfallen wife. And our dog died two years ago. These damn commercials were triggering. So let let us know when you're going to run a tugging only on the heartstring that is connected to the memories of your own dead dog. If you could give us a little warning next time, Alpo or whatever the brand was, that'd be great. Ray, have you ever loved an animal? (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even going to answer that. I'm going to let you hang with that sentence. <laughs> the answer is no, never. No, you like your dog. I know the amount of money you spent on your dog. You like your dog. Well, if it weren't for pet insurance, you would have gotten the burlap goodbye a long time ago. Well, we had emotional heartstrings happening. I thought that, I thought that, the, oh, somebody here on the, on, the, on the text line said the flag football commercial was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember it now that you brought it out. 
I've never seen a commercial for flag football in a football game, except, of course, how the you know quarterbacks are officiated. Bazing. It's the rare game where the quarterback whose team lost the Super Bowl maybe might have just happened to have been named Super Bowl MVP. Jalen Hurts, he fumbled away a touchdown. And in that one play alone, he forfeits any claim to be Super Bowl MVP. You had an unforced error that cost the Eagles the game, essentially. But it happened so early in the game. The other things he did defined what he was on Sunday more. Like, he was just awesome. Like, with every other play all game long, he did everything. Ray Jalen Hurts was good on first down, on second down, on third down, and on fourth down, that quarterback sneak is literally unstoppable. He accounted for 374 of the Eagles' 417 yards. He threw a dime for a touchdown early in the game. He ran for three more. He converted a two-point play. I mean, he was great. He just dropped the ball that was returned for a touchdown. Otherwise, there's really nothing more he could have done. It was the defense of the Eagles in the second half and the special teams in one play where they allowed the longest punt return in the history of the Super Bowl that let the Eagles down. Hertz was awesome in defeat. I mean, he oh, really no, he, was. He, was, he was very good. Yeah. But you're not going to win the MVP when the other team's quarterback is in the argument. I mean, I don't think, I don't think Mahomes was brilliant, but he was brilliant enough. And... I get you. It's so hard to make a case in a one-off like that where it's it's win or go home. Well, it's win and go home actually. That the guy on the losing team can can be the MVP unless the game is like ten seven. Oh, and I this mean, was you're, not that. You're fighting an uphill battle. Yeah, I mean, for just, a losing quarterback to be named MVP, especially when Patrick Mahomes, the chosen child of every football media member is the guy you're voting against. And Mahomes, he was more efficient. He did have the better quarterback rating, but really, in almost every other way, Jalen Hurts outplayed him. Having said all that, Patrick Mahomes has officially been the chief starter for five seasons, and he just won the second of three Super Bowls that he's appeared in since the day he became a starter. He just played in his fifth consecutive AFC title game, He just won his second Super Bowl MVP after winning his second league MVP. He's tough as nails. He was out, was without his best wide receiver the minute Tyreek Hill signed with Miami. And he got better. And what's scary about him is that he's probably only going to continue to get better and throw for 5,000 yards routinely and make other dudes just turn into household names. In some ways, the way Brady did with his collection of wide receivers, none of whom were particularly amazing. Had Julian Edelman been a New York Jet, you'd never hear of him. Well, no, he lasted three years. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is already among the greats. He's not there. He's not ready to be declared the greatest of all time, not yet. But his game-altering greatness is instantly recognizable. And the only thing he needs are the snaps and the time. If he continues to play like this for just, you know, another handful of years, I mean, how many more Super Bowls does he need to win to be in the same conversation with Brady, who's won seven? If you're saying he must equal Brady, it's going to be hard to do. God almighty, he has more physical, raw skill sets and tools than anyone I think I've ever seen play the position. And when it comes to starting a career, you cannot start a career better than that. Better than what he's done. He's perfect. He's magnificent in every way. He leaves you slack-jawed. The rare football player that is almost as enjoyable to watch as the team that you go about rooting for on a full-time basis. Like, the Kansas City Chiefs, to me, are the single most welcome out-of-market game you can put on my on my television because it means I get to watch Patrick Mahomes. And yet this year, as, as, as gaudy as their record was and as good as he was, they won a bunch of games by a field goal. 
Well, that's what this it's, league does. It, but it, but a team like Kansas City, you would expect that their offense would never have a problem. And they had a couple of 20 to 17s and a, you know, you know, a 17, 14. I mean, they they run a real tight margin for a team as electrifying as it is. And, not- and that's the one thing about them that makes you go, how? Because I would think, given what Kansas City does, that you would say they're going to score 35 every game. And yet there were a ton of games this year where they never got tracked. And it's a statement to me that the next great hurdle for Mahomes is how he adjusts to the next adjustment made against him. Because I think teams adjusted to him after the 49ers Super Bowl. And it became more difficult for him to thrive the way I think people expected him to thrive after that. And now they've seen him in a new incarnation. And now defensive coordinators are going to have six months to figure out, well, what do we do about this now? I think Patrick Mahomes' next great adjustment won't even be really his to make until he has his next head coach. And Andy Reid isn't going anywhere. I don't know if the league can necessarily do anything to adjust to his ability to improvise and keep plays alive. And and he's spectacular. And you know what I think uh, had a little to do with Kansas City's less than gaudy margin of victory this year? Number one, it is in any given Sunday league. We've established that all the time. And then we want to point out, uh, you know, strength of schedule or style points. I think there's also an element that they not not are bored with the regular season because football doesn't allow you that grace that, you know, uh, the, the Warriors are taking advantage of. You know, we just, we're just not interested in the regular season. There's too much of it. Or baseball teams sometimes fall into that. I, it, football is a zero-sum sport every time you're playing a game. But I also think that Kansas City has trouble getting up to play the Houston Texans. They've been in such high-leverage football games for five years in a row now that the regular season probably starts to feel a little regular to them. And then when they got into the postseason, that's when you're taking on, you know, the likes of the Bengals, the Bills, and, and teams that are just, you know, real headaches that don't allow you to have a gaudy margin of victory. Yeah, so it, it, I, 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 I'm not holding style points against them. I, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised at all if they are in their sixth AFC title game next year. Oh, I wouldn't either. I'm merely pointing out that when you look at that team, you find it hard to imagine why they would have lost to Indianapolis and only gotten 17 points out of it. Yeah, other than like it, no one reported for duty mentally that day. You know, like doesn't that kind of, you know, miasma, it, if you it could will, be. right? The miasma. Yeah, it could be. Um, it's interesting to note that their three playoff games were determined by a total of 13 points, which is the second lowest total in the Super Bowl era when you take every winner and just count up the margin of victory for their wins. They got by, weirdly enough, by the skin of their teeth. As good as they played yesterday, it's you, you can't look at the box score and go, aha, here's why they won. Except that you can look and see, well, when did they start getting rolling? They were a so-so football team for 30 minutes. And then they were indomitable for 30. 17 fourth quarter points. Again, just looking at the list of what Mahomes did with his passes after halftime. Here it goes. Complete, 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 complete with a touchdown. Incomplete when he overthrew the end zone. It was on purpose. There's one complete pass of the half. Complete touchdown, complete, complete, complete with a 26-yard run. That is maybe his career-defining play since it came on one ankle, went right up the middle, and brought them from midfield into the red zone. He was spectacular. He's so good. He's awesome. He really is. Um, One other thing that I saw, and this has nothing, very little to do with Mahomes, their last two games were decided by crippling penalties the end of a game. Cincinnati and yesterday. Uh, the Cincinnati hit out of bounds 
was it's a legitimate call. I'm not saying it was a bad call. call, but it's a call that if Joseph Osai doesn't force that call to be made, maybe may, just maybe they're not even here. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I mean by they they cut a prosciutto thin margin to a championship where people are raving about them as never before. Hey, it's hard to be this good five years in a row in a league that tears down success and rewards failure, right? It's hard to just be this good five years in a row. It's impossible to be dominant five years in a row. And that's why I don't think they're going to win next year because nobody wins back-to-back anymore. So the question is, who's it going to be? And I have a feeling that Cincinnati might be the sort of team that is ready to make that jump because Cincinnati came closer than anybody else to not only corralling the Chiefs, but beating them outright. I got your Super Bowl odds for Super Bowl 58 in fabulous Las Vegas. Speaking of bad fields. But I will, uh, I'll, I'll give those to you in our final segment for a little, uh, we've got a final note on Patrick Mahomes or two. Maybe even a note on Indiana's big win in Ann Arbor on Saturday. Go Hoosiers. Now number 14 in your AP. Number one in your heart. Yeah. Uh, by the way, did you see Conrad Dobler died yesterday? No. Yep. 72. Tell the kids. Conrad Dobler was the dirtiest player in NFL history and a superb offensive guard for the St. Louis Cardinals back in the 70s and 80s when the Cardinals were really, really, really good. Rest in peace, Conrad Dobler. One other point right here in our final few minutes, and I didn't want to have it earlier in the show because I don't want to belabor it. I don't want to kick a guy while he's down. Ray, I don't do an awful lot of broadcaster on broadcaster crime. Like, you really got to lose it for me to... Because I, 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 I remember asking a stand-up comedian once, who's a comedian you don't like? And he refused to answer because he's like, anyone who's got the guts to get up there and do that is all right in my book. So I'm not here to tear down anyone who's got the balls to go do it. And I sort of feel the same way about broadcasters. Like, you really have to have stepped in it for me to say, get the microphone away. Ray, it's time for Terry Bradshaw to go. It's just straight up time for Terry Bradshaw to go. He is comprehensively bad at his job. It's time to get him off the Fox set. He has outstayed his welcome. Thanks for the memories. Bradshaw is officially generations removed from knowing the game. He's bad at highlights. He's bad at interviews. He doesn't relay information. He's no longer funny. And he can't speak in sound bites. So what do you do around here? I guess would be my question. He's awful. He's awful. Give the briefcase of money promotion to somebody else. And why I felt I was being particularly harsh, let a better writer come in and really shut the door on the Terry Bradshaw argument once and for all. Did you see what Joe Posnanski wrote about Terry Bradshaw last night? night. He said he's basically become Fred Willard in Best in Show. That's, That's slandering Fred Willard. It really is. But it's that he is he is at the He's embarrassing himself and the network that employs him level of his career. I think the problem and is, well, one, he's 74. So, yeah, the paint's going to be flaking off his brain pan anyway. But Fox puts him in situations where they want him to do interviews. Absolutely miscast at that. He's terrible. Yeah, and and they've been doing that for years. So they've done him no favors. I mean, do you see and what I, he said to Andy Relay? Like, yeah. Why don't you waddle over here? Yeah, I mean, it, well, it and and Andy Reid's cool enough to where he laughed at that. Oh he's, yeah, he's because not by that. Andy Reid is the most secure guy of his build, maybe in America, because he's getting paid a ton of money to be really good at what he does, and his weight doesn't matter. Well, he's, look, and he and he's heard every joke about it that there is to tell. But back to Bradshaw, if you can't figure out that of five guys on that set, that he's the worst potential guy to ask questions of anybody, then the producer should be fired. The executive producer should be fired. If Bradshaw goes, it's in 
significant part because Fox has always put him in lousy situations. And they should be scrapping that whole thing anyway. Because that's played out. Bradshaw is the most played out. But he's been left in you know, lousy situation after lousy situation. And it's now at the point where it can't be hidden anymore. By the way, here's one other broadcasting thing. When Greg Olson is the lead analyst at Fox, makes $10 million a year. If he becomes the second lead, second analyst behind Brady, his salary drops to $3 million. So if Brady, when Brady decides he's going to do the Fox gig, Greg Olson gets a $7 million pay cut, despite the fact that people are falling in love with him the way they fell in love with Romo when he first started. Olsen had a very good call last night. The fact that his agent would allow that wiggle room in the contract is ridiculous. Greg Olson needs a new agent. Um, I don't know that he had any leverage at the time. So I get what you're saying, but I think just getting the gig probably is okay. I get that. That sucks. Yeah, it does. That really sucks. They, what they ought to do is rewrite the deal. When we come on back, we got a few more notes on the Super Bowl. Again, odds already out for next year's Super Bowl. We got to give that to you, and we're getting you ready for a little Warriors basketball coming up next here on 95.7 The Game. Damon and Ratto, we are brought to you by 5 Hour Energy. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. So anything we did that you might have missed, you can find it all on our YouTube page. You can backtrack. You can watch it all again. You can see how Ray's always got his jacket on for the final segment. The man takes off from the starting block of the finish line of our show like Usain Bolt. He gets out of here fast. Doesn't even like being said goodbye to. Well, no, because they say goodbye three or four times and want me to respond. Everyone, One goodbye is more than sufficient. Everyone loves Ray. Ugh. It's more than a sitcom. Again, the box of chocolate hearts that I'm bringing in, the box of chocolate. We have a romantic Valentine's Day show planned for you tomorrow, Ray, so just get ready uh, no. to feel beautiful. Simply no. Get ready to feel no, beautiful. I, I will make it a nightmare. 
do this. Unlike any other show? Oh, I believe me, I will take my warm-up jacket off for that one. Oh, don't do that. It's going to be great. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Don't do that. Romance in the air. Uh, coming up next year on the air, brought to you by Fremont Bank, is Warriors Live with John Dickinson. That's right ahead. We got Warriors and Wizards tonight. And as we keep on insisting, the Warriors are all out of mulligans. It's time to win basketball games. It's been that for three months. Opening odds for Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, Ray. There are only five teams in single digits. That's it. The Chiefs are your favorites. Five to one. Eagles, seven to one. So could be on track for a repeat of this year's Super Bowl next year. The 49ers and Bills both starting at eight to one. The Bengals are nine to one. Then you get the Cowboys. They're going off at 16 to one. Raiders, we see you. And it's amazing with all the questions that you will have about your quarterback going into next year. The Raiders are actually twenty-five to one. The rest of the NFC West, Ray, the Rams are thirty-three to one. The Seahawks are sixty-six to one. The Cardinals are already left for dead at one hundred to one. D'Amico Ryan's got the longest odds in all of football. Houston going off at one fifty to one. Any of those you even like from a sight unseen value standpoint? Bills at eight to one. Niners eight to one. Um, maybe the Bengals. Bengals at nine. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a big payout. But it's the I best think price they, you'll get. Yeah. Um, and the Raiders only being twenty five to one, when by rights they ought to be like sixty six to one. That's just because it's easier if you live in Las Vegas to walk to the casino and put money down. We're, That's all that is. We're two days away from Derek Carr officially what walking away from the Raiders. It's not tomorrow, not Valentine's Day, but the day after where the breakup needs to become official because they owe him all the guaranteed money of his deal unless he is cut by, I believe, the 15th. Yeah, I think it, I want to say it's noon, but I'm not sure. Ross Tucker on the Ross Tucker podcast just, again, if I said this, you'd be like, Damon, why are you such a Raiders hater? Here's what Ross Tucker had to say about how badly the Raiders have botched this. What a disaster by the Raiders. I mean, they gave him a new contract last year, which paid him like over $5 million more than he was supposed to make, number one. And then, okay, you're going to give him a contract because you want to control his rights. Well, then you give him a no-trade clause so you don't control anything. Now they're going to cut him. Think about this. They would have been better off just letting him play out the last year of his contract Letting him go in free agency and getting the compensatory pick. I mean, they paid him more money, lost control, lost the compensatory pick. Congratulations, Raiders. You don't know what you're doing. I mean, when you put it like that, ouch. No. Well, the thing that happened there is that Mark Davis got involved and decided he couldn't stand watching Derek Carr play anymore. And he insisted he's gone get him out of here well when you do that you've basically eliminated any leverage you've got so nobody would trade for him why would you you just wait two more days and you get him for free all you have to do is pay him i mean why why would you know does it surprise you that the raiders screwed this up of course it doesn't but this is one of those moments where you need to tie the owner to a chair and basically have that chair facing the corner of a darkened room because that's that's how this came undone it was davis's undying loyalty to Derek carr that created the overpay in the first place and then his insistence on we got to get rid of him that then compounded the situation to the point where it is and it wasn't it wasn't so much an overpay as it was one guy who signs the checks deciding I love that guy no wait a minute I forgot I hate him because he was worth 40 million that's the going rate for a, a franchise quarterback and you know he vomited all over himself that said Carr did not have a good year last year but that's endemic of the Raiders being a hot mess Literally, since they left Oakland. On many fronts. Yeah. A couple final notes on Patrick Mahomes. Here's the list of players in baseball, 
basketball, and hockey history to have multiple championships, multiple MVPs, and multiple playoff MVPs within their first six seasons. Here's the entire list. Tim Duncan, Bobby Orr, Patrick Mahomes. That's it. We're talking about instant impact to their league history the minute they join the league. Tim Duncan, Bobby Orr, and Patrick Mahomes. This postseason, Mahomes was 72 of 100, which, Ray, I'm going to go out on a limb here. That's 72%. Uh, For 703 passing yards, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions, Super Bowl MVP, and he did most of it on a high ankle sprain, which usually sidelines guys for six to seven weeks. Masterful postseason run by Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. By the way, Mahomes is now 20-3 and straight up against the NFC in his career, giving him the best winning percentage of any quarterback with 20 starts in interconference play, beating out Kenny Stabler, sorry Kenny, Bob Greasy, and Terry Bradshaw, who makes the, the show for the second time today in a much better fashion. Yeah, he was a much better player than he was a studio anything. And he's even still arguably the worst Hall of Fame quarterback ever. So it's time oh, to Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 He actually had a better career than Joe Namath. Okay, I would give you Joe. I'll give you Joe. But he's second. Second worst, maybe. Maybe third? I mean, I'd have to look Left at all find. the quarterbacks. But now we're talking about, if you're talking about comparing statistics, you know, Bart Starr is much worse as well. But now we're talking in an era when you ran the ball 69% of the time. Right. These aren't just statistical comparisons. They're gut hunches as well. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, Namath is demonstrably worse. Right. Well, here's the thing. It it demonstrably worse or, you know, Joe Namath has four Super Bowls if he's got the steel curtain defense too. Well, but he didn't. Right. So anyway. There you go. That's all the time we have today. We'll have much more tomorrow. Oh, my God. Pitchers and catchers officially reporting over the next 48 hours. Baseball's getting closer. We're going to have a Warriors game to put a fine point on when it's all said and done. In the meantime, thank you so much for tuning in. I know that Peter King will be joining us tomorrow. I believe we're going to say hello to Steve Kerr tomorrow. And unfortunately, it's time to say goodbye. John Dickinson coming up next. Thank you very much. Lucas Grandy for Ray. I'm Damon. Please remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.